Welcome to Games We Grew Up With, a podcast that relies on nostalgia and a geeky sensibility. Each episode, we'll talk about one of the video games that left an impression on us as kids, put on some rose-tinted glasses, and reminisce about it. Then, replay the game and see how it's held up over the years. This episode, we'll be hanging out with our little Android friend and talking about Mega Man for the Nintendo Entertainment System. I'm Katie. I'm Chris. So before the scissors take control, let's talk games. Cut. 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 So a lot of exciting news coming into this episode. A lot of stuff going on in the podcast world for once. Yeah. So one exciting thing is that Spotify now has ratings and star ratings. Yay! We can now validate ourselves based on more ratings. Yay! Because that's how podcasting works, I guess. Yes. Algorithms (laughs) and all that. So, so, yeah, there's now star ratings over on Spotify. So if you listen to us on Spotify, uh, go ahead and give us a rating. We'd love to hear from you all. It's only available, as far as I can tell, on mobile right now. So you can only do it on your phone, not on any of the desktop stuff. But give a rating. It'd be awesome to hear from you all. Um, Even if you're not on Spotify, again, we do Apple reviews. We've gotten a couple Apple reviews in. Even if they're not perfect, we've gotten non-perfect stars. That's fine. It's interesting. So give us a review. We'd love to hear from you all. And I should say thank you for the patience. I know our previous episode, we had to make some emergency edits because we put out a version that we didn't mean to by accident. We just had to make a small edit. We had to make a small edit and then that broke everything and we didn't realize it. So thank you for your patience. The The previous Link's Awakening episode is now up. Check it out if you haven't had a chance to yet. Our last exciting news is we're joining a podcast network. Yay! That is exciting. So we are joining into Ship It Studios. It is a large variety of podcasts. So they have sports podcasts, pop culture podcasts. There's a scary movie podcast. There's movies in general. There's a lot of different really fun podcasts in their network. Uh, It might be a good place if you're looking for some new stuff to check out all of the uh, podcasts over on Ship It Studios. Um, We are going to start having ads come along with that. So look out for those in the future. Let us know if there are certain things you're interested in or not interested in that can help influence what kind of ads we have going forward. Um, Really appreciate it though. It's all because of your support thus far uh, that we can make this next step. So it's really exciting. There's definitely a great variety of podcasts that are on this, this network. We won't hold it against them that there's a Chelsea podcast. We'll do our best. We'll do our best. But overall, we also might be appearing on some of other podcasts, and we'll let you know when that happens, as well as on other podcast streams. So keep a lookout. We'd love to see you guys showing up in other, other podcasts and hearing us in other places. Uh, we're really looking forward to the opportunities this is going to give us. So again, check out Ship It Studios. Pretty much nothing else is changing other than we're joining. You still get our podcast in all the same places. Uh, we're still going to be us. We Nothing's going to change beyond that, other than we have some support behind us helping us out. Yay! So, with the exciting news out of the way, I think it's time for Video Game Trope of the Day. Trope of the Day! Pew! Pew, pew! Pew, pew! (laughs) (laughs) So, Chris, what's our Video Game Trope of the Day? So, this episode's Video Game Trope of the Day is power copying, or as it was known at some point, Mega Manning. Because he was a Manning brother. Oi! 
<laughs> oh so no! <laughs> <laughs> so, what can you tell us about power copying slash Mega Manning? This is when pretty self-explanatory from the name a character can copy the power of an enemy or even an ally at times uh, so there are a variety of ways this can be done and a lot of times it's, there's limitations on your copying of an enemy's power so it might be mm-hmm. a limited amount of time you might need to stay in a certain area to do it you might need certain items in order to trigger it but it's the ability to take on other creatures abilities and then use it against them uh, you see this a ton. I mean, Kirby is obviously the first example that I think of because right. you absorb an enemy and you become that enemy. You have whatever ability it is. And I, f- I found it really interesting because it was called Mega Manning, and well, Mega Man did come out before Kirby, so actually Mega that Man is true. did it first, yeah. which is why it was Mega Manning. But absolutely, I think everyone first thinks of Kirby when they think of these powers. But Mega Man, obviously, he takes on the power of his enemies once he beats them. Yes. You see it in Pokemon Ditto, turns into whatever enemy you're fighting. In comic books, the same thing with Rogue. Rogue touches a person and mm-hmm. absorbs their power, stuff like that. Uh, you know, you have the blue mage in Final Fantasy uh, yep. who copies powers and that later turns into materias and other games that you copy enemy powers and can use it against them. Um, specifically for me, uh, the Shinigami Tensei Devil Survivor game, there's something called crack skills. And so you literally can crack the opponent's skills because there's a computer theme to it. And then mm-hmm. you can use those powers yourself. It's it's those kind of neat things that happen. Uh, Rogue isn't the only pop culture example, though. No. Other characters, the I'm going to say this wrong, people are going to be mad at me, but Shuringan from Naruto, it's the eyes of Sasuke's family. I, the only reason I say it wrong is I read the comics. I was a nerd. I only oh, read the comics. that's fair. I didn't really watch the anime, but they copy moves. They literally see another ninja using a move. They can copy the move. It's, yeah. lit- it's why the teacher is called the copy ninja. It's a thing. The Uchiha thing. Yeah, I said that. (laughs) Nerd! Uh, Garo in One Punch Man, in late in the season, so slightly spoilers if you're just watching the TV show, uh, he's very good at copying techniques that he has seen. So that's, that's another one. In something that is recent to something that we're playing through now, in a line with the Blue Mage... Enemy Materia Gao in Final Fantasy VI mm-hmm. is built around copying techniques. Yep. In a, a very modern example as well, both older and modern, we have Taskmaster from Marvel, both the Black Widow yes. movie as well as in the comics. Their ability, whether it's the female in the movie or the male in the comics, is to copy any moves that are used against them. They have Wait. ability to replicate it. Is Taskmaster... I, I haven't seen I haven't seen the Black Widow movie yet. Is Taskmaster in it? Yeah. Oh, Taskmaster is one of the villains, but it, it's not the normal Taskmaster. It's completely just different Taskmaster. It's a thing. But I still mean, it's can the mimic same the idea. Moves. Yeah, yes, yeah, yeah. Still can mimic the moves. I I I know Taskmaster from the the Deadpool comics. Yes. Where so th- where Deadpool teams up with Taskmaster. This is not that Taskmaster. <laughs> yeah. Well, well, you know, it's the same idea, I guess. Yes, it is exactly the same idea. It, Yes. And was very underutilized in the movie, in my opinion. Oh, who's the, um, shoot, who's the, the fighting game Soul Calibur? Oh, yeah. oh, gosh. Who is that? Is it's it Mimic? Two. Is that his stupid his, name? His name might, hold on. We literally talked about this in a past episode. Inferno could switch. 
So yeah, Inferno's Inferno final could, boss. but there was there was a there was a dedicated character. No, I I agree with you. That could that could that could mimic any because whenever you played him, you would always tell based on what his stance was. Charade and Charade. Its name was Charade. Oh well. Yes, when you say it that way, it's quite obvious. <laughs> so, Charade from Soul Calibur 2 would 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 be a different character every time you played him. He would, yes. He wouldn't absorb his enemy in front of you. He could just play as different characters throughout the series. Yes. Same with Inferno in that same game in Soul Calibur 2. They did show up in other series as well. But it shows up a lot. Power copying, when yeah. you, it's one of those things where you think it's unique to like Kirby. And then you look at it, you're like, no, no, it's not. A lot of people do this. Power copying is way more common than I think we initially would think. Uh, and Mega Man apparently is one of the earliest starters of the trend. So he's a trendsetter. Good for him. And that's why power copying is today's video game trope of the day. Trope of the day! Now you need to say that because you're copying it. Trope of the day! I give it a B plus. That's fair. You have way more practice than me at this point. <laughs> All right, so let's talk about the game for the episode. Katie, what can you tell us about, now that we figured it out, Mega Man 1 for the Nintendo Entertainment System? Well, Mega Man is a side-scrolling platformer that was developed by Capcom for the NES in 1987. Oi, it's as old as you are. It's as old as I am. The critical response was overall positive. The only actual review I could find for the original NES game that wasn't a retrospective looking back at games kind of response was from uh, Famitsu, who we often get these old reviews from. They only gave it a 24 out of 40, which isn't great. But overall, everything I read online is that critics did really like it even when it first came out, but it Mm -hmm. sold terribly. Even though it sold really poorly, it had enough staying power, obviously, to get plenty of sequels down the line and in modern look backs at the game it's very very like praised and people love the blend of action and challenge and the music it's just all the elements seem to be very well appreciated in a more modern look at it than maybe they initially were by by buyers in the original release of the game part of that has to do with it did sell really well in japan it didn't sell as well in North America, and that might have been some marketing issues. They changed the name over. There was some confusion because of that. So that might have had to do with the sales as well. They mm-hmm. tried to make a hilarious box art yeah, for the game. The box art is notoriously <laughs> bad. <laughs> Go look up the box art for the original Mega Man. You and might... it's a dude. We're, we'll, we'll post it at we'll some point. We'll post it on social it's media. It's a dude holding like a pistol. And it's just like, that's not what it, this game is They at marketed all. it very badly in North America, which probably had to do Oy. with the bad sales as well. But it's yeah. now considered one of the most difficult games for the NES, just like ever. Yeah, I, I can agree. This game was developed by a six-person dev team, which, not surprising for these old Nintendo games, but mm-hmm. that always blows my mind that six people made this game and like one of them pretty much did all of the art all of the pixel art like it's it's a wonderful time of 
game development. Keiji Inafune is the man who designed and illustrated basically the whole game. He is considered the father of Mega Man. He, yeah. he is the reason Mega Man is what it is today. He did all the art. He did all the styling. He did the pixel art. He, he was the main driver behind the game. It drew influences from Astro Boy, which I'm pretty sure, Katie, you brought up during one of your streams. I, I did. I said he looked a lot like Astro Boy. Yeah, so apparently you were absolutely correct, where it drew influence from Astro Boy. Yeah. Uh, at some point, they, the names they wanted to call him were Mighty Kid, Knuckle Kid, or Rainbow Man. Yeah. And Rainbow Man was a reference to the fact that he changed colors based on using different powers, yeah. based on when you beat the bosses. Which, which kind of makes sense, and I kind of like it. Yeah. They they ended up with the name Rock. So Mega Man's actual name is Rock, so he was Rock Man. And, what? And this was a play on, they wanted to have a music theme, so at one point his sister was going to show up in the first game. She doesn't show up to later games. Her name is Roll, so they're Roll, Rock and that's Roll. Right. Yeah. So the original game in Japan was called Rock Man. And not Mega Man in the very first iteration. And so that's when they brought to the U.S. That was one of the better things that happened when it brought to North America is they didn't like the name. And so they changed it to Mega Man. That's funny. I mean, the the part of the game design was they they built it around rock, paper, scissors. Yeah. Which I didn't which... know until I was reading the facts for this, getting ready for this episode. And I was like, oh, that makes so much sense. It just yeah. it makes sense when you put it that way. It's rock, paper, yes. scissors. And we will talk about this in gameplay, yeah. but Rock, Paper, Scissors definitely had an influence on the gameplay of this game. I think another uh, kind of fun, interesting thing is, and I complained about this in my playthrough, is Mega Man can't crouch in the first two games. He can't. No. He was originally going to be able to. They designed oh, really? a way for him to crouch. <laughs> ah, too many, too many pixels. No, it's because they thought it was too hard on the players by adding the crouch in. So, oh, my God. So, so there's some legitimacy behind it. KG basically is quoted saying, I've often heard people say, Mega Man can't crouch, but we actually had a dot graphic of him crouching while we were working on one. On the NES, with only a split second to see the slight height difference, the player wouldn't really be able to differentiate between a projectile that could only be dodged by jumping and one that could only be dodged by crouching. That was the reason we decided to go with a jumping-only style for Mega Man 1 and 2, and I think we did a good job. So that was their reasoning. I don't know if I agree. <laughs> I would have yeah. loved to crouch. But... Ugh. I, actually, I, I will not dive into too many of the mechanics of this game. They actually had it, a plan for it and decided against oh, it, which I found really that's fascinating. That's hilarious. Um, I think another fun fact about it is we won't get too deep into the whole Mighty Number no. 9. That was a Kickstarter done by KG in the modern era, trying to basically not do a reboot of Mega Man, but do a version of Mega Man more modern. It didn't turn out as well as everyone hoped. But I, I find it really interesting that he picked Mighty Number no. Nine. It's obviously an allusion to Mighty Kid, one of the original names they were considering. Right. Do you know why Mega Man was blue? So he'd stand out against the backgrounds like Sonic. <laughs> Probably close. Based on what I've looked at, they they made him blue because, based on their fifty-six color palette that they had on the NES, uh, blue had the most shades. Oh. So they could give him the most contrast with different shades. Neat. With blue. Something that we definitely want to point out in this section is 
we actually played on the, when we finally got a chance to play this in modern, we played the Wily Wars version, which was for the yes. Sega Genesis. It came out in 1994. It was all of three of the first Mega Man games. So Mega Man 1, 2, and 3 combined into mm -hmm. one game. This was very ambitious of them when they released this. People were really surprised they were able to compress all three games into one cartridge. They actually remade the games for this collection. This is not ports. This is not like really. Emulators. These were remade for no the kidding. collection. So they actually, that's why all of the, we are trying to do some of the glitches and stuff, they don't exist on this version because they remade the game. Oh, so that's really. Interesting. I thought we couldn't we couldn't do some of those cheats because we were playing on Sega, not mm. Nintendo. No, it's because th yes, it is because it's Sega. Well, but it's I guess it's because Sega they put version. it on Sega. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They yeah, remade yeah. the game, Fair so the, the glitches just don't exist, which is huh. really really interesting. Um, that they even in 1994 they went and just remade the whole games. Basically, <laughs> we always like to talk about speedruns. This is a great game to talk about speedruns. The any percentage all stage speedrun is 18 minutes and 14 seconds, and that was set three years ago. Again, this is another game that this is one of the oldest like speedruns that I don't see any modern runs on this anymore. They really yeah. I think this the soonest I saw was nine months ago. So we really aren't people actively in the speedrunning community as much as some of the other games we've talked uh, about. But eighteen it's minutes. It's kind of is like insane. people have figured it out. Yeah, eighteen minutes seems really long. And I think we talked about this, like there's only so much you could cut I think corners there's, with. There's there's only so much and there's a lot more randomization in this game than some other games that you cannot control. And so I think that that can without being able to control things, it makes it a lot more frustrating. Um and not doable. It just Sometimes you just don't have the luck, and that that's not worth doing it all the time necessarily because of that. Well, you know, you say 18 minutes is a long time, but if you think there's six full stages and then the Wily stage where you have to beat all six again plus Wily. You're talking, and the Yellow Devil. You're talking 14 bosses in 18 minutes plus getting through the stages. That's a fair point. Nope, scrubs. <laughs> I thought the, the one of the more recent records, there weren't a ton of people on this list, but I thought it was interesting. It was an any percentage all stage run of Buster only. So only using your very basic weapon the whole game. That was 25 minutes and 22 seconds. I would bring ago. this up later. I'm not sure how that's possible. I don't know. I I, I might go back and watch them. I just looked at yeah. them. Yeah. It's very interesting. This I, I have this as a gameplay note, yeah. but I don't know how that's possible. But it's a thing. So it's not as active a speedrunning community. Again, with all the randomness, it makes sense. But it's still, it, it's the type of game you would expect speedruns to come out of. Yeah, and I'm surprised that, again, producer Kyle had lots of reasons why it wouldn't be short. But seems like it should be shorter. <laughs> Get on that, speedrunners. God. Don't worry about the hours and hours it took us to play with cheating. <laughs> Anyway, on that note, I think it's a good time to go back to the past and see what we thought of this game when we weren't sure which game we were going to play before we got a chance to play it again. So let's play that Chiak Arena of Time and go back to the past. Yeah, sounds good. And that music brings us back to the past, back before we had a chance to play this game again. It's time to talk about our memories of Mega Man, and not just one Mega Man game, but all of them, because we really can't differentiate. So, Chris, tell yeah. me what you remember about any <laughs> any Mega Man game you've played. Uh, yeah, don't remember which ones. I, we didn't make it that far into the series, or at least I didn't. No, I but... definitely didn't either. They were all the same for many, many years, I feel like. 
similar enough. They blur. Yeah, I I remember. I I know we had this conversation a couple days ago because we were trying to figure out which one had what we kept calling cutsman, but that's because of the horse the band song, which was copyright. To be copyright fair, about friendly. this villain. About said villain who is Cutman, which I think we looked up was in the original Mega yes, Man. And I I I think we played that then because I remember yes. playing. Cutman. I remember this was a beach game. This is one of the games we played when we were in high school beach game, at I, the beach. Babysitter game, I think, as well, honestly. That sounds correct as well. Yeah. But I, I, I remember the the start of like the the nine villains or mm-hmm. eight villains around the middle, and you could pick one of them, and it didn't seem like order mattered, right? But, but I feel did. like but it did because you would get the power of the boss that you defeated which would be useful for another boss. Yeah, certain bosses were vulnerable yeah. to other bosses' powers, and so there are certain ones you really just shouldn't go in without that power available to you. But I remember yeah. that the strategy part of the game definitely didn't come into my mind until the high school playing of it. Like, as oh, kid, no, yeah, not even it close. Like, I want to play the pretty one, but... The strategy. I remember being of terrible it. at this game. Oh god, it, I'm I'm awful at this game. So this yeah. is gonna be thrilling to watch. Oh, it's it's gonna be very interesting. I think there was energy levels if you wanted to use the specials. Yeah, that sounds like right. you can only use so many, and like you had health, and you could get health back by like small energy balls or big ones, kind of similar to to Metroid, right? Yeah. Because I feel like you could get you could get E tanks. Or was that was that this game or was that Metroid? I, I feel like there was something similar to get you more like another bar of health. That I can't remember. That sounds right. I, I'm not entirely sure. I do. I I remember you could slide with him. He can slide. You could you could slide and wall jump. Yeah. And then looking back on on other playthroughs, it's like incredibly important to be able to do those well. Which is, and time them well. There's no chance we did those well, yeah. No, we did them awfully. Yeah. Uh Oh, this is a game, I do remember, this was a game of timing. Like, you had to time attacks perfectly. And that meant it was difficult for me. It's, yeah, this is going to be a rough playthrough again. I, I, I remember, I did love Dr. Wily and how ridiculous he yeah. was. I loved the the each of the android enemies. Uh, like they were different. Cut man had a scissors on his head and then there was they were ridiculous. There was like one that had a flower on its head or something. There were some ridiculous ones later in the games. I remember uh passwords. Passwords was a big this thing. It was a password game. It was like a grid password thing. Ooh, like I don't you had to that. I, I I vaguely remember what the password screens looked like. I just remember I rem- going through multiple games, and it's basically the same enemies, but just slightly tweaked with a different color and a slightly... Like, the power was the same, but a slightly mm-hmm. different reason for that power. And just being like, okay, you guys are running out of ideas. <laughs> like, yeah. There's, like, Cutman, Trashman, Fireman. Y- yes, absolutely, a Fireman. Iceman, yeah. It just I feel like Trash Man felt like one of those where they were giving up. Yeah. It just it fell over the top in a good way. It was really fun and ridiculous yeah. and hard. Really hard. But I think because it was fun and colorful and kind of ridiculous, I didn't get as frustrated as I probably could have cuz it was just kind of silly. I don't know. I yeah. think that kept it lighter in my brain so I didn't get as angry. 
I distinctly remember the pose of him jumping in the air. Mm-hmm. Kind of like that like front foot bent yeah. arm out. Could you charge? You could charge your beam yeah. in this, right? I, I think there were two different types yeah. of weapons. There was like your standard weapon and then a special gu- cannon kind of weapon that you could charge. Yeah. Special beam cannon. Special beam cannon. <laughs> All the references. <laughs> Even unintentional ones. <laughs> I remember it had the when you go from one screen to another it did the like slide the screen yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm, glad, I'm glad we both did the same motion at the same time slide to the left slide to the right slide to the right no nope. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah I remember the graphics again these graphics weren't great I knew they weren't great back then but it just it didn't bother no. me with this kind of setting the like kid-like atmosphere again it was a very kid-like game despite there being some dark moments of like yeah death essentially like it i, I feel nah. like there were moments of, of of darkness within this really light and fluffy game maybe that was in my head that i've later maybe. attributed <laughs> in my in my adulthood i, I don't remember or maybe I I'm remember... thinking later games because I think there's like later like a oh, worldwide yeah. virus that's like wrecking the, the universe, yeah, and then later you meet like zero or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's there's they're, and... they're they get the emo stage later on when they were trying to again run out of not run out of ideas. At some point you get a dog. Yeah, I have I have a shirt with the the dog on it. What was the dog's name? No, Rush is the dog's name apparently. Yes. Don't think I remember that. Not zero. Not Zero. Who was Zero then? Zero was someone in the later Mega Man games. Uh, oh, you're saying... Ah, uh, yeah, yes. Zero is the one with the long hair. Yes. Okay. Again, all these Mega Man games blend together. They all start like... blending. They, they're very similar premise. But honestly, again, I, I have very hazy memories about this game. I don't remember playing it a ton. I do remember playing no. it. I don't... Very few heroes stuck out... Or very few villains stuck out in my brain i think Cutman mm. did only because of the song more than him himself. yeah <laughs> uh, uh i i honestly remember playing the soccer game probably more than actual mega man that's funny do you remember the mega man soccer game that is not uh, yeah, like I the rest I, of them no i don't rem- yeah i don't remember a ton of the actual gameplay i remember a lot of the music or at least I won't say a lot, like vignettes of the music or the sound effects. Yeah, no, the sound effects, like, I feel, yeah, it's going to be one of those nostalgia of, like, as soon as I hear the music, I'm going to be like, yes, this. Well, like, the main theme was, like, the the da-da-da-da, da-da-da-da-da. You're almost on A-team there. Yeah, I know. Yeah, I think they'll stick out, but I just, it's one of those games I have fond memories of without having a ton of them. It's just how it kind of works. So, Chris... Which I, just means it's going to piss us off a ton when we're so bad at it. Oh, we're going to... I mean, I already know I'm going to be bad at it. <laughs> so, the good news is I have no hope in the first place, so I can't, yeah. I can't, I can't disappoint myself. I mean, I probably can. I'll probably be real. I was going to say, you say that now. <laughs> so, Chris, what is your rose-tinted score for Mega Man? It's going to have to be probably around a seven and a half, because I remember it being hard, but I remember liking it. So, like... a. Yeah, solid seven and a half. I don't know. This is going to be very interesting. What about you? What's your what's your rose tinted score for this? Yeah, I have to give it a seven. I know it was really tough. I know we had fun playing it, but I don't know if 
part of that was just the environment of playing it with friends and and being in a a very like casual environment that I didn't get stressed out about it and if that'll change had I been playing it you know by myself yeah. all the time so I'll give it a seven because I do have fond memories around it I just don't remember a ton so I, I feel like it can't be much more than a seven what do you think your predicted score is going to be once we play this again it's gonna be a six at most <laughs> I yeah. I'm worried I'm going to rage quit and break something. So I'm really hoping that's not <laughs> the case. But it's it it can't be more than a six. Yeah, I I think I'm gonna go with a seven for the same reason. I think seven might be incredibly optimistic because I remember there's a live system, which I'm on record on how I feel on those. Hey, and you get save states this time though. Yeah, I'm going to try to not save scum when we play this again. Especially if it's the Nintendo version that we end up playing. No, it's going to be the Sega version, which actually has a decent save state. But I feel like it's going to be incredibly timing dependent. And it's an early enough game where it's going to piss me off when the timing has to be perfect. Yep. Which some people like that. I am not like that. That is not how I'm built as a gamer anymore. So we'll see. We'll see how it turns out then. Okay. Well, with that... I have a rose-tinted score of a 7 out of 10. Chris had a slightly better rose-tinted score of a 7.5 out of 10. And for our predicted scores, I was giving it a 6, and Chris gave it a 7. So low expectations on this one, but part of that is based on our own known performance. So (laughs) (laughs) we know we're going to be bad, so we're rating the game badly because of that, which is probably unfair, but it's our show. We do what we want. So That's right. Let's play that Ocarina of Time, go back to the present, and see how we actually felt about the game. Pew, 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 pew. Scissors. That was a dying noise. On his head. <laughs> Scissors on. Okay. <laughs> so, that music means we are back from the past. We have played the game. Katie, what can you tell me about Mega Man 1, the original, now that we actually figured out which game that we played or decided to play. Kind of, yeah. So, we are in the original Mega Man. It is the year 20XX, because there's no set year, so it's always the future until it's not the future. In fairness, that's how a lot of uh, uh, sci-fi books it's actually treat the... Of- yeah, the... the the 20,000s, like, yeah, it's the XX years. It's yeah. just whatever is ever after the turn of the millennium. Exactly. Uh, robots are now commonplace thanks to Dr. Light. They serve humanity. Until one day, a bunch don't. They decide to turn on humanity. <laughs> uh, six in particular are the advanced humanoid robots meant for industrial purposes. Don't know what industrial things they were doing, but industrial purposes, and they've like lost the plot. They're going crazy. It's it's in the manual. What they all did? Yeah. Oh, amazing! I clearly yes, haven't yes. read the manual. We'll, we'll, yes, we'll we'll, we'll go through this. Yeah. So Doctor Light knows it's his rival, Doctor Wily. So one of his regular robots, Rock, volunteers to become a fighter, and they turn him into a fighter robot, and he dubs himself Mega Man. Mega Man. So his job is to beat all of the wild robots, recover their cores, and then confront Dr. Wily in the Japanese version, because there's a slightly different plot in the North American version. I didn't even know that there was a plot. (laughs) No, there really isn't. But in theory, that was the plot. (laughs) 
in the in the North American, the Western version, I shouldn't. It's not just North America. In all of the Western yeah. releases, it's basically the same idea, except Doctor Light and Doctor Wily actually worked together and co-created all the humanoid robots, including Mega Man. And Doctor Wily got mad because Doctor Light took all the credit, and so Doctor Wily oh, was like, "No, ooh!" And so I'm going to turn your creations against you and make them criminals, ooh! And that's why he so does we, that. <laughs> so we're looking at some like Tesla, uh, uh, Edison. Yeah. Not not Edison. Uh, no. It's, yeah. Yeah, Tesla versus Edison. Yeah. Yeah. So he decides he's going to declare his own personal empire and seize control of the city. And Dr. Light realizes that, horrified because his assistant did this, he has to stop him. And that's why Mega Man goes to stop him. So, same basic idea. Dr. Light sends Mega Man to stop Dr. Wily. In this, in the Western version, there's a reason Dr. Wily does what he does, basically. <laughs> in fairness, if you look at the manual, uh, there's only like two bosses that have any real purpose in terms of industrialness. Cutman, designed to function as a lumberjack. Yeah, sure. <laughs> Powerful sawtooth scissor-like instrument protrusions. I mean, they're not saws; they're just scissors on his head. On his head. <laughs> so the other enemies outside of Cutman are. Gutsman is the next one. Gutsman is the only other sort of almost industrial, a bulldozing character capable of lifting and transporting huge boulders. I mean, that's legit. I don't know why they called him Gutsman, though. He, he has to have guts <laughs> to lift things. I don't know. But then you got Iceman, which doesn't do anything. He, he can go in sub-zero temperatures where humans can't survive. Yes, and Bomber, no, sorry, not no, Bomberman. not Bomberman. Bomb-man. <laughs> a real blaster. I mean, you ex- did, did quarries need ex- blasting. I guess I could almost see uh, it. I, I guess. And then you got Fireman and Electman. Maybe he runs power plants. Oh, even supervising <laughs> nuclear power plants. He's a supervisor. <laughs> Electman is a supervisor. What? Oh, that's not how oh, that works. Our dad's Electman? Oh, no. <laughs> Wait, who was the civil engineer? Oh, no. Who no, no, remember, it was on the stream. On the stream, Gutsman was supposedly a civil engineer, according oh, to the Oh, yeah, stream. Gutsman was the civil engineer. <laughs> Which is our mom. So our uh, mom our is parents, Gutsman, our, and our dad is Electman. <laughs> our parents are Mega Man villains. <laughs> Thank you, producer Kyle, for remembering that. <laughs> We did have a fake fact around it. Someone in our stream did say that Gutsman was originally a civil engineer. I'm not seeing that. Maybe that's in, like, the anime or something. Anyway, so it's interesting because there's only six bosses in in this game as opposed to some of the other ones. But you have to beat each of these bosses in turn, and then you could fight Dr. Wily. But on the way, if you beat the bosses, you absorb their power. Sorry, I looked at the one-up picture. Hey. And I laughed. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the manual is, is glorious. If you have a chance to read the manual, guys, it's amazing. So, according to the Mega Man Wikipedia, a uh, w- wikia, I should say, Gutsman is a civil engineer. Yeah. Oh amazing. my god. So, yeah. so you have to go through. You beat the six robot masters, as they're called throughout the series, in order to then be able to access and beat Dr. Wily. Um, once you get to Dr. Wily, you have to fight all of the robot masters again in a different form. 
often right in a row, yep. which is a pain. There are also other mini bosses in those levels, in particular the Yellow Devil, who is throughout the series because he was so popular. He was awful and I hated him. Uh, but he <laughs> is uh, one of the other mini bosses in the Dr. Wily area. So it's a very long final level yeah and chris and i again we played the the wily wars version on the sega genesis mini so we got to save scum oh yeah we absolutely had save states and i know i think both of us tried to not abuse that and then and then the game is just so as as we mentioned earlier it is considered one of the hardest games in the nes catalog from some of the people who joined us on stream were mentioning that the wily wards because of some of the corrections apparently they've made made it even more difficult which is awesome but so we did do the save states interesting though if we had played the original version there were no saves and no passwords even it is one of those kind of games you have to play the whole way through or you're not gonna make it yeah, I think I confused this with another Mega Man game that had passwords. Mega Man 2 starts passwords. Okay, and I think I looked up, there was a couple things, like we were talking like you couldn't duck yeah. in this game. But you can slide uh, in three. You couldn't, you could slide in three. Uh, I think you could start in Mega Man 4, you could charge your beam. And then in Mega Man X, you could wall jump. Ooh, wall jump would have been really nice. Which is all things that I took for granted because I just amalgamated all Into of these games. Into one in our brain, yeah. Into and one, you think, yeah. Oh, you just thought you could be able to do it. The other- so as we talk about the power copying, the way you get a enemy's power, the main robot master power is you have to beat him. And then you get access yeah. to the powers. Now you do have to get energy for it. So you have a limited amount of use of that yep. weapon. Uh, until you get entered or until you, and you have to restore the energy for it. The thing that comes up with these games and Mega Man games in particular is while there in theory is no particular order you need to play this in. As we said, it's like rock, paper, scissors. This, there really there is. Yeah. Bosses powers that are hugely beneficial to a to beating a mm. different boss. And so if you do not have that power going into that battle, you are in a much tougher fight. Right. So you ha- you do kind of like, have I, to go in yeah. a certain order. I think some are a little fudgeable at the beginning where you might be able to get away with doing do- different ones. But in general, there are certain ones in particular that are like, for example, Cutman. Yeah. If you do not have Gutsman's power, it is so much harder because if you have Gutsman's power, there are two of the blocks that Gutsman can move. He can throw them and, he- and Cutsman is dead in two hits if you have Gutsman powers. Yeah. Otherwise... I tried to beat him without those powers because I was like, I don't need to go in a certain order. I got my butt kicked. <laughs> and it takes forever. So so the amount of damage you do is significantly less. And that's something that plays out, again, in that rock, paper, scissors way that plays out throughout the game is that certain weapons will be better against some enemies. Certain weapons will be worse. So like elect powers might do four hit damage on one enemy and only two on a different enemy. It'll still be more than your normal cannon, but it will be less than some of the other powers. There's no, they intended for no power to be OP. There's no one power that is better than the others. Some are more useful, we found, I think, than the others. I, I found fire and elect to be the stronger ones for sure. But like, is it? Because with the bosses, it's, there are absolutely powers that are OP. Like in the regular levels, yeah, yeah, sure. but I think that's a, but but there's like, there's no one power that you can use to crush every single enemy. You need to switch, and that's no. what I mean. Yeah, you, you, yeah. 
yes, elect might work well on most of the enemies, but on certain ones, it's better not mm-hmm. to use elect powers. It's better to use a different power. And I think yeah. that's more of what they meant. There's not one power that you can just do first and then crush every enemy. That's not how it Right, which again was not only like which order you pick to go through all the bosses, but when you went through all of the bosses mm-hmm. again at the at the end game, that was very. And so you important. had to make sure you weren't overusing one power that was going to be really beneficial. Yes. versus another boss, and this is another change that happened in with the Wily Wars that we had to deal with. Is we were playing on stream, and there were people joining us who had played the NES version, and we're like, "Oh, this one power does great damage against this boss, and it wouldn't do as much damage for us." And they'd be like, "Oh, oh, I guess your version changed it." Like, "Oh, it's harder." Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and, and the other thing is, as we talked about, since they remade the game, there are no glitches, or not no glitches. There are not the same glitches in the Sega version as there is in the original NES version. There's one notorious glitch in the NES version, which is the pause glitch, and what this glitch did is especially i think it's it might be more than one powers but elect man powers in particular i think it's just elect man what happens is you shoot out lightning in three different directions if it hits an enemy and you hit pause and then you unpause and pause and unpause and pause and you constantly do that it does damage every single time you hit unpause unlike if you just went through it and just didn't hit pause at all it would only do damage once but pausing it for whatever reason it resets the counter and you could just wreck someone's hp by just unpausing a bunch of times that doesn't exist in the sega version which was huge for the Yellow yes. Devil. Yes, and it didn't exist in the Sega version because there was no... The only pause was really uh, Power Select, which was different pause. than Pause in the original game. So yeah. they fixed it, and that made it much harder because the Yellow Devil was awful. <laughs> I mean, it was much like a lot of the bosses that they all had a pattern. Bosses had patterns more than anything else. No, other creatures didn't. Bosses I, did. Yeah. Well, yeah, definitely. Like the the actual so the levels leading up to the bosses, which I thought and and throw back to the Commander Keen episode, I thought the levels were compared to modern games quite short. They were. They were so hard. But they were hard because the mechanics, especially in this game, like, there was no ducking, there was no sliding in this game. It was super easy to overjump. It was super easy to not jump mm-hmm. at the right time and just run off a mm-hmm. platform. It it had, it, it, it did the method that goes all the way back to, I would say, Mario and probably this game, where it wasn't a pressure-sensitive jump. It was a kind of hold, hold jump, because yeah. you could jump in different heights, and that was a huge yeah. deal. But yeah, it was very, very fine control. So we thought that's which, where the patterns got really tough. It was like big jump, small jump. Big, and yeah. you'd, I, I, you'd have to like move midair sometimes to avoid an oncoming projectile. Yeah, yeah absolutely. It was. Yeah. It got very precise at times with the patterns. Again, though, that was more in the bosses, in the levels themselves. There were some patterns to enemies, but not necessarily. There was also auto, they regenerated if you left the screen. So you it was good for farming. Yeah. If there, you found a good spot, you could farm like health and stuff like that. But you could also accidentally go too far and it respawns and you didn't want it to respawn and it's the worst. Well, it was the, instead of infinite scrolling, it was loading screens yeah. back and forth. So if you went back, all of those enemies would respawn. respawn. It was... Yeah. Brutal, because sometimes you didn't mean to go back. You got shoved back or you fell backwards and you're like, nah, I fell. (laughs) Yeah. Falling up and down the the elect man. That one, you struggled with that that way more than I did. (laughs) I struggled with that so much. I I don't know why. And you would fall off that ladder and just go down three levels and... 
what was, what drove uh, me nuts was the Iceman level was that level, as we talked about in one of our early yeah. tropes, <laughs> of you slipped everywhere. And so it was so freaking hard. It took me so long to get through the level itself. And then the boss wasn't bad at all for me on that one. I was like, ah, get to the Oh, the level right. was so much harder than the boss, and then other ones, the bosses because they had because really they had ice. Yeah. Well, it was it was weird how the bosses were. Even if you had the right combination, mm-hmm. it would take a long time. Depends. Some of them didn't. So, well, yeah. Again, it, it it depended on the boss. Like Electman, he could kill you yeah. in three hits. Even in like Yellow Devil, the boss that we talk about that we hated. It was seven hits. It was seven. And again, that's why I think that, that Yellow Devil was, is, is, was a pain, but he had the same pattern every single time. It was just a very time. precise pattern. Yeah. Some of the other bosses would just jump around and didn't necessarily have the same pattern. So they didn't always have the same pattern. They would have, what I found is they often would have the same reaction. If you did this, yeah. they almost always did that. It wasn't perfect, but you could kind of start anticipating like, okay, fireman, if you send it and hit him here, he's going to jump forward. If you don't hit him, he jumps backwards. Like you could kind of sort of anticipate those things. It was hard. I mean, yeah. the truth is that they all of these bosses kicked my butt multiple times. What killed me also was there was not a ton of health throughout the game because of the lack of health, I would go into boss battles with a quarter of health, half health. And so it'd take yeah. one hit, two hits at most to kill me. And yeah. that stung. And I wouldn't always have a ton of lives going in. Because if you died and you had lives, you would start right before the boss with full health. And that would be worth it. If I had no lives going in, I'd have to just suck it up and be like, well, I'm going to have to try to bait the boss. No hits. And, you know. Right. And it never happened. I'm not going to lie. It never happened. Normally, it meant I had to restart the level and come in with more health. I was like... In the in the end game where you'd fight Cutsman again and you didn't have any of the Gutman yeah. or Guts you had to fight Cutman yes, again. Didn't have I say. And you didn't have any of the Gutsman mm-hmm. blocks. That fight, again, was a super patterned yes. fight. Like you could get it done, but if you slipped no, at all were... you had to go fight two other bosses with less health than that. And, and same with Gutsman in that game was like, if you missed time to yeah. jump because he would smash the ground and you'd get shaken and, and, and temporarily stunned. And if you mm-hmm. missed time that, that jump and you got stunned, you were just off, off the whole, the whole time. Yeah, and yeah. It just, they were very, very precise. The other boss that threw me off at first was you get to play a replica of yourself at one point in Dr. Wily's area. Oh, and it, yeah. The Mega Man you're fighting will literally change to whatever powers you have. So you cannot... Con- like counter him he will always have exactly what you have at the exact there's no even like moment of change like as soon as you've changed he's changed and that that took me a long freaking time that that took me a long time and because he would jump at you too he jumped at me so often so he would he would jump straight at you and hurt you and it's like this is i talked about this on the stream that the enemies can touch you and hurt you but i had my sonic brain that was like if i jump on their head it'll hurt them no no, it hurts me. It hurt me every time. Yeah. It's not fair. <laughs> I want Sonic that I can jump on your head and hurt you. And after all of that, I, f- I really felt like the Dr. Wily, when you got to him, was not nearly as hard. For you. For you. <laughs> <laughs> Again, my problem was I got to Dr. Wily at like a quarter health. Oh, yeah. And so I couldn't get hit. I couldn't get hit. And so it made it a lot harder. <laughs> And again, 
We did oh, save scum. I would not have gotten past the, the first level game. without save scumming. No. Oh, no. It's not even close. Like, uh, and same with Earthworm Jim and, and Vector Man. Vector Man, oh, Vector we probably could have gotten away with. Earthworm Jim, I mean, yeah. I didn't even. Uh, there's no way we could have gotten through this game without save scumming. Uh, Super Mario, I didn't get through without save scumming. Well, yeah. <laughs> I, notoriously, I I did the final level 137 times. <laughs> I in I a thought row. I thought that that Wiley was not nearly as hard as again some with of the patterns, other but it's all about coming in with that is a so again the lack of health throughout yeah. the game was one of the hardest parts. You as I said, you could I tried to farm because they do respawn, so I tried to farm certain enemies. Yeah, a health didn't always come. B, if you hit them in the wrong spot, it would end up in a spot you couldn't get to. And the most aggravating thing right. is you'd see a full health respawn or full health refresh oh, in, the, in, the, in wall, the wall or an extra life in the yeah. wall. And i just go to the wall like, please, yeah. please. I have magnet powers, I'm sure. Let me absorb it. No, the magnet powers come in the next game. <laughs> oh, we got a, Yeah, I was going to say, no, no, no. We got, we got the magnet beam. We should oh, talk yes. about that because I alluded to that earlier in the episode. The magnet beam is a power up you get Mid-level halfway somewhere. through yeah one of the levels but it gives you i think it might be elect man you're correct but it gives you the ability to create platforms Mm -hmm. and that's why this confuses me about the only buster yeah because there's that must be the uh, exception because because you have to use yeah you there's there's a part in the in the last wiley level where you have to go up a little passageway using the Which magnet again, beam. When you have limited energy and I was using the magnet beam a lot, yeah. I only had precisely enough energy to get up. <laughs> I I think I spent a ton of time on stream being like, I don't understand. Like if you if you use up all of your magnet beam yeah, energy, yeah. what do you do? Like I don't even know. You, you just have restart to restart the level. If you don't have you save just have to states the whole level. You just have to you well and and if you're in the original game, the whole game. what you just no, you just you, turn no, the you game die. off. You die and hope you have lives and restart the level. You can't you can't die. There's no way to die. No, there's spikes below you. There's spikes. Yeah, Not yeah in no, the one area. In the one you're talking about, you climb down and there's literally spikes. Oh, you spikes. can climb down. Yeah, just just yeah, just, you just jump, jump on to spikes. your death. That's the only way to get past it. And, and that's what's. But that doesn't give you your energy back. No, but it puts you earlier in the level and you can hopefully farm for it. And you can you can hopefully farm energy. <laughs> like that's that's not how that's not how game that mechanics was the other tough should part work. If you died, your energy did not restore. So if you use too much yes. in earlier run, you also did it. So on bosses, there were times when I would yeah. come in with multiple lives and have not a lot not a ton of energy and if i went in with low health i would not use my the the, the power i needed to yeah. and just die so that i could save it all for my proper run yeah the gaming i had to do to game this game was ridiculous at times <laughs> But, you know, one of the things that kept me entertained through the whole game was the music. Oh, my God, the music. Uh, uh, Iconic. So good. The sound effects are incredibly iconic. But the music is just... It's that... It's... Again, there's there's a band that we both love that has based their entire... I mean, there's a whole genre that's like Nintendo Core. And it's just like 8-bit keyboard loud yelly music so, yeah so yeah like, so the music in Mega Man was it just like it's amazing how talented the composers were of this era 
that they could do what they did yeah. with very limited. The music was scored by Manami Matsume, and she really loved the fact that she was challenged, that she could only use three notes at a time to score the whole game. And that's kind of incredible that she built this amazing soundtrack using three notes at a time at most. Yeah. Like, that's so cool. And that made, honestly, it adds to the ambiance and the levels of like, you'd get to the certain part of the level, like the boss part of the level and the sound effects and the music would mm-hmm. ramp up and it just got you to like, oh, oh, it's boss time. Like, like the boss music would come on. It was so good. It was so good. It made it so much more stressful, but in a good way. She's like, oh, it's boss time. Yeah. It's, it's the music. It, again, we, we say that and I think it's because we've got ha! good taste, but. <laughs> All these games that we play have have good game music, like so good. so good. So while we loved the music, Chris, did you love the game? What is your final score for Mega Man? This is so hard for me because I know where the game's coming from. I know what the game turned into, but this base level was hard. So freaking hard. And I think uh, it, it was, I think my, my phrase was ball buster. <laughs> like, yeah. it's so yeah. hard. And am I into those games? I'm not not into those games, but they're not my favorite. But is it a is good it game? game? Is it a good game? There were no errors. Some of the mechanics were frustrating. I think the live system, which I will always hold against. We know. It's terrible, but I think it's built fairly well. And I'm going to be a little controversial, and I'm going to say it's a seven. I think it's a very well-built game, but it's not my Cup cup of tea. Yeah, like, I... The, the number of times I was like, I could play Mega Man or I could play Final Fantasy VI for an upcoming episode. And my brain went, I'd much rather play yeah. Final Fantasy VI. But at the same time, when I beat the game, it was a great yeah. feeling. It's just not yep. my bag. That's fair. I think there are no flaws in it. I just think it's... It's it's not your style of game. It's it's not my thing. Like, And, and I think the... It's almost too precise. Like, they wanted to make it... I don't even say they wanted to make it too hard. It's just the way that they built the games back then, they were so super well, hyper-precise. And this is coming from a company that made arcade games. That was their That was their focus. Yes, it was yeah, that was, that was an their arcade game. Thing. It was designed for a console. It was always intended for console. But it's yeah. clear that their styling for this game in particular was arcade. The whole not having yeah. passwords, the live system, the the the, yeah. the the no saves, even saves like in the middle of leveling. Like, it is clearly... Yeah arcade styled for sure the aesthetics of the game were amazing i thought it was just uh, it was hard it was a freaking hard game crusher of a game yeah what about you what will you give this game i'm gonna be a little less generous because i think there were flaws i think that there were certain things that just didn't make sense and could have been cleaned up a little bit there were some parts of the game that were Mm -hmm. too frustrating in my opinion of like this is almost possible there were parts we talked about the randomness there are these platforms that you cannot control as far as i can tell that just randomly no we didn't talk about that around. yeah the, the randomly and, appearing and, platforms well, not, oh god the randomly appearing platforms yes but there's also the ones <laughs> that like you have to wait for one to get close enough to jump on it oh, the flying, the flying ones, ones but they were random yeah. so I would sit there for like a minute waiting for one to get close enough and that just drives me crazy there are ways to make it random-ish but still have it regularly hit a spot and it wasn't and I hated it yeah I'm giving it a six and a half I think it it is the first in a great series of games in the long run 
There was so much yeah. that they learned from it, so much they can change down the line. Adding things like the slide and a wall jump and things like that make the game so much more playable, make it so much doable. You and I talk about difficult games aren't really our thing. We don't like being brutally yeah. beaten up just for no reason. The other thing is, you mentioned on the stream a lot, restarting in this game was so slow. This was not a game that was yeah. designed to die over and over and over and over again because A, there's lives and yeah. everything, but B, it just took forever. It would take forever. And, and, and also, you know, sometimes the respawn points were not ideal and you'd go back really far or something, you know, stuff like that. Very, very frustrating at times. I give it a six and a half. I still had fun. I was happy to beat it, but there's no way yeah. if there was no save states, I would I would have given up in an hour. I would have just given up in an hour. I Oh yeah, absolutely. I think the levels were designed yes. well. The level, the level design was good. The complete structure of the game <laughs> pissed me off but that's old games in that, general that's, right it was like, meant to be that wasn't a mistake that's that's why yeah that's why we yeah. play it was, RPGs it wasn't a mistake because... it was intentional this isn't they failed at game design yes. they didn't do something right they intended it to be this hard yes that's just not the style that yeah. you and i enjoy would i recommend other people play it if you have save states yeah yes. like do it. Yeah. It's, it, especially if you like the scrolling and the platform, those 2D scrollers and platform. It's a lot of fun. It's one of the old school ones. It's it's tough and it's going to yeah. challenge you. Be prepared for that. <laughs> <laughs> but it, it, if you have save states, yes. If you want to go old school and like to hurt yourself, sure. If you don't, <laughs> have save states and give it a try. Yeah. I mean, again, with save states... It was, I won't say fine, because I still threw one of my, like, I almost broke one of my controllers on, on the Yellow Devil yeah. levels. And but, you didn't even stream that. Ah, uh, no, because you were streaming? Yeah. Anyway, play this game if you, especially if you like Cuphead or any but of those But those games. restart better. <laughs> if you like Kaizo uh, yeah, games, like... This Look, is the style. I'm, I'm trying to connect to the youth. <laughs> if you like Mario Kaizo, if you like Cuphead, if, <laughs> hey, if you like the, the Soulborne games that are brutal to you on purpose and oh, they, yeah. they beat you up and you enjoy that, this is something you might enjoy. <laughs> it's just the truth. So check it out if you have a chance. Our next game, in theory, should not be nearly as frustrating. Well, it's certainly a it's pivot. Definitely a big. We're pivot. gonna go from we're gonna go from platforming to government. Yay! What's our next game, Katie? Our next game is SimCity 2000 for the PC. Yay! So we are going to city building and city planning and government work for our next game. <laughs> Look forward to that. Uh, as we said earlier, reviews are great. Give us ratings on Spotify. That'd be awesome. We'd really appreciate it, guys. Ratings on Apple Podcasts. That'd be great. Otherwise, thanks for listening. It's always great to hear from you all, whether it's on our reviews, in our social media. Uh, you can find us everywhere on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter at GWGW Show. We respond to you. We promise. So if you reach out to us, we will respond. We like hearing from you all. Check us out on Twitch. GW, GW show games we grew up with. It's a great way to see what we're playing ahead of time before we release any sort of episode. And it's a great way to hang out and interact with us. Uh, typically the whole crew is there so you could have fun big thanks to all of you listeners everyone that's watched us on twitch our producers lisa and kyle you, we couldn't do it without you guys big thanks to everyone our next episode will be coming out in one month's time uh so say goodbye chris goodbye chris bye everyone
Agree to disagree. Oh. <laughs> oh. Well, you're wrong, but... <laughs> Producer Kyle's checking for us.